All right. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning around the world, everybody. Uh, welcome to episode 14 of the BFS Fan Page Rampage. My name is Daniel, and this is Jarrett. Say hello, Jarrett. Hello there. How come you don't say? How, you? how come you don't say that you're Daniel Cotton from Twitter anymore? Uh, sorry, I'll sorry, I'll take that again. I'm Daniel Cotton from Twitter, and this is Jarrett. Say hello, Jarrett. Hi. It's so nice to hear you do that. <laughs> I I like that, and uh, you know, it's just that's just who you are, you know. And I don't. You know what to... it is? It's, it's because I have so many goddamn jobs now that I'm trying not to cross streams with the brands. You know, that's what it is. I'm. I'm yeah. You know, I get it. Trying to. <laughs> I understand. You would get it. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, it's just that's why I that's why I'm just known as Jarrett. It's like Madonna, you know, like Jewel. It's exactly like Madonna. That's what so. I how are you? How have you been? And what's the latest, dude? Uh, I'm good. Things are good. I am. Uh, you know, I mean, I the world's a weird place. You know, it's I it's one of those things where we me and gary start the rockstar dad show every week going okay we're not going to talk about covid this week but it's just yep. like this is what our life is now you know so um we're good i mean um it's a holiday weekend here uh mm -hmm. so thanksgiving is tomorrow and um then starts black friday which is a time you guys have that over there too so you're we, yeah we do now yeah yeah you're welcome that's <laughs> uh, where you get all the savings for no real, no real reason mm -hmm. other than just to spike retail sales. Um, and uh, so it's super low key. I mean, not you know. I mean, there there were times in my life where I do like four different Thanksgivings in a day, and tomorrow we're just doing one, and it's in a driveway at her yeah. mom's house, and we'll be socially distanced. And uh, I'm not drinking at the moment because I'm trying to lose a few LBs. So I, uh, oh, sorry, Stone, uh, from where you're from, and I'm I'm trying to, I I don't I don't drink I yeah anyway I was gonna say something about Stone but the here here's the other thing <laughs> I uh, anyway so I'm not drinking so you know my patience I'm not sure how it's gonna be so we'll see how we'll see how it goes I think it's gonna be fine I think it's gonna be good yeah I mean we would we would just talking about earlier that this is the perfect holiday season to just say oh yeah sorry i, I can't visit i'm sorry i'm yeah. sorry i've got to i've got to stay here we can't come see you this time right maybe yeah. next year maybe we'll catch you next year yeah and you know i mean it's sort of already trickled down to christmas here and i know you guys are super big on christmas in the uk <laughs> and so you know i've heard all this you know that basically like the reason you guys are shut down for a month is because they know y'all are going to be like we're doing fucking christmas i mean <laughs> yeah whether yeah. you like it or not like it's happening so um you know i mean i i don't i don't really mind the social distance as distancing aspect of all of this because i you know i mean i'm trying to look on the bright side of all of it and uh so i have had a lot of good come out of this and that you know being able to spend time with with my wife and and uh, my youngest son and and then of course the whole kazoo crew thing becoming a thing and and uh, a new bowling for soup record which we'll i'm sure we're going to talk about and um so you know when you look on the bright side of all of it it's just like wow this has been a pretty it's you know not too bad but i also know i'm lucky i you know didn't lose my uh my day job and uh so yet so i've still got that going um yeah but you know i mean it's super weird that because you know most of my income comes from playing shows and I haven't done one yeah. of those in a long time. So, um, but yeah, man, I'm good. I, I'm good. Casey's good. 
uh, Everett, Jack, Emma, everybody's good. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just basically getting through every day just like everybody else. So, moves us on nicely then to uh, what's what's the latest with Bowling for Soup. Obviously, last time we spoke was uh, a little bit before the live shows. So, uh, you want to talk about that and uh, anything else that's going on? Man, the live shows were something to where, like, you know, I knew that it was going to be fun. I knew that um, we would go and just, you know, immediately, wherever we were, just become what we do. You know, I mean, we're just... And it's exactly what happened. I mean, we got down there, we got acclimated, and the shows were great, and it was super fun. And, um, you know, I, and, and we were coming off of being in the Poconos for a few weeks and, and making the new record, and everybody was still pr- riding pretty high on that. And the shows went good. I mean, you know, it's it's hard. You even asked me about the financial aspect of things, and I, and I don't mind that, um, especially from you, um, because I think it was obvious to you and to, you know, people who have a, a bit of a glimpse into the industry that I, I spent some money to do it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I invested in it, and, uh, you know, I, we we didn't make – you know, a shitload of money, but what we did do was accomplish, you know, hey man, we pulled off a, a couple of shows, we made a lot of people happy, and um, I think we did it right, you know, I mean, I, I I think, you know, there's a bunch of these live stream things that happen where, you know, it's even no effects, I think they set up like in Mike's backyard, and, yeah. um, you know, I'm glad we did it and, and made it look like a, you know, a big show, not that, yeah, that, I mean, you know, not to blow smoke at your ass, but uh the whether you made a shit ton of money or not i think what you did is what bowling for soup does and you went and you did the thing that everybody was doing but you did it the best and you made everyone say holy shit did you see how bowling for soup did it because that's <laughs> yeah. the staple sure. that's the, because all of the reviews i've seen all of the comments in the chat at the time was just like wow i watched this band do this last week and it sounded like dog shit and look at right. this this is incredible <laughs> yeah you know, so. yeah totally and again i didn't mean to make it about money it's just that you know it's hard not to talk about that right now because quite frankly it's like you go and you do your job and it's like you know you're kind of used to getting paid for shows and, and you don't and, yeah. but it, it was never about the money and i didn't mean to make it about that what, what i was really saying was is that we did invest heavy in it we wanted it to be great and we wanted it to come across the, the way that you're saying it did and just the fact that it did you know mission accomplished and two great shows and a lot of happy people and um you know i'm uh, i'm stoked i can get back to doing some stage it's now i've done one since then and uh after this week i'll be able to dive into that and um, but Bowling for Soup, I mean, we're good. And we talk all the time, all day, every day. Um, you know, Chris is unfortunately, you know, just locked in his apartment. And yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, he's okay. You know, I mean, we try to make sure that we do the band hangs as much as we possibly can. And again, we're, we're you know, we'll FaceTime tomorrow at some point. Uh, Gary, you know, he, his life is wild cause he's a realtor and his wife is a night nurse. And so, you know, yeah. their schedule is wacky and school's in and out and, you know, all of that. And then uh, of course, Rob, who's a newlywed and whose wife is in the military. So, you know, they're constantly, you know, things are just like, well, now what are we going to do? And, and, uh, so, but they're good and, you know, and I'm great. So, you know, really just kind of looking to next year to get these two records out. And, um, you know, fingers crossed that our next tour is May in the United Kingdom. Yeah. So do you have timelines on 
what uh, at least what the aim is right now for the new albums and yeah so um basically i can say it now um you know we the plan was to try to get the second uh songs people actually like volume two out this calendar year um quite frankly a few things happened but the biggest one was that linus um who mixes and produces all of our shit um got got diagnosed with some melanoma and had to have a couple of skin cancer things removed and was uh, just some pretty gnarly health shit. Yeah. The good news is is that um, he's completely cancer free and other than stay out of the sun and get checked all of the time, uh, his life will go back to normal. Um, you know the the yeah. but the thing was is that it was just like we're taking this pressure. While you're dealing with all of this, this pressure's gone. We don't give a fuck if this record comes out this year. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and so we just we basically just took it off the table. And uh, so now when, once we get back from this holiday, he and I will sit down and we'll do a map. But yeah, my idea would be ideally um, Greatest Hits would come out in February and we could get this new record out by May, um, maybe April. Um, you know, I'm... I'm anxious. And here's the reason why. Normally, I would, you know, because I know my management's going to come to me and be like, well, we're going to do these singles, and we're going to do this, and you shouldn't put it out until this, and yada, yada, and we're going to do that thing. And I'm like, I've already written six more songs that are fucking great. Like, let's just put this shit out there, and then let's go do it again, you know? Like, why not? Yeah. I mean, if we can't play shows, let's go back to the way it used to be and just make music, you know? Um and so, you know, I, I won't have any trouble convincing anybody if that's the way I decide to go about it. But, um, yeah, I hope everything's out by the spring and we're looking at playing shows in the summer. Um, fingers crossed. Awesome. Uh, so let's take a look back at Bowling for Soup in the News now. It's only been a little over a month since we last did one of these, so we're, we're really cooking with gas, you know? Yeah. Uh, so not much in the news to cover, but um, obviously you were – most recently, we were on Lex Bliss's podcast, uh, so a fucking shit ton of, of franchises, <laughs> uh, news franchises covering that. Yeah, the the wrestling world is like, you know, it's like bowling for soup fans times a thousand. They're so passionate, so intense yeah. about everything. Every time you guys get mentioned, it's like, and it, you know, I've I've seen you talking about this before. The fact that Alexa's like a, a villain in the in yeah. the universe, so like. A, a bunch of people are real mad about it all the time, which is so funny to see. Just people who maybe have not even heard of the band before, just like fuck these guys for being involved with this. You know, so funny. You sort of have to take all of that with with that grain of salt, right? I mean, yeah. you have to know, like, okay, well, now we're characters in this, <laughs> yeah, this thing. I mean, you know, it's it's crazy because I see her live her life, you know. Um, getting engaged and all of that, and then she's back on. I mean, you know, I see, I see the comments on that, and it's like, man, we just wrote a song about her. You know what I mean? Like poor Ryan. <laughs> you know, I mean that dude. You know, I've, we've known that dude since he was a little kid. You know, and um, he's from here, and uh, he's just such a good human being. And uh, and and she picked the right guy to be able to take that shit. But uh, but yeah, yeah. but well, here's what's crazy. My wife last night said, "I didn't even know you did this," and I go, "Well." I did that podcast. I mean, it had to have been back in like May or June. And right. I really, re I mean, I remember doing it, but I don't, I, 
it, you know, she was just getting set up with it or whatever. And, you know, it's a WWE. They do everything right. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, when you guys did the song, I know that the working with their press team and everything from speaking to Jamie and Lisa and everybody that they're like, everything is, is signed off a thousand times and everything, oh, sure. nothing will ever, nobody will ever make a mistake in that, you know, in that organization. So the I can difference, imagine that, that, but the crazy thing is you would expect them to all be dicks and they could not have been nicer. Like the, the entire organization. I mean, from in, in getting that, I mean, you know, in getting her to be able to come and be in our video and dress in her gear and be Alexa bliss. I mean, they didn't have to do that. They fucking own that yeah. shit. You know, I mean, that's yeah. that's not even her property. That's WWE's property. And it's like they were so rad about the whole thing. Everybody just thought it was a good idea. Now, a lot of that is testament too to her because she, you know, um, she what do you bat your eyes? Is that what you do? Mm. You like uh, yeah. like flutter your eyelashes. She like went she took it to Vince McMahon personally. And like went up there and was just like, this, I want to do this. We've got to do this. And he thought that, and he, he, his quote back was, why can't every girl be more like Alexa Bliss? And, uh, <laughs> so she was like, I think we're in. But yeah, the podcast was cool to do and, um, you know, super fun to catch up with them. I mean, at this point, it's, um, you know, like our relationship is, you know, it's, we're, we're like good friends because we, we like have game nights and shit, you know? And uh, so, really, it's just a conversation between two buddies. And, uh, yeah. But, you know, super fun to do. It's a great idea, too, by the way. She's had some really cool guests. She had Taylor Hansen on there a couple of weeks ago and uh, a bunch of bunch of people who, you know, weren't necessarily the coolest kid in school who, you know, yeah. went on to do cool shit. Uh, next thing in the news, just a, a quick one. You were named 15th in Ultimate Guitar's 30 Weirdest Band Names. So, you know, 14 people with weirder band names than you. Uh, the top prize went to the Butthole Surfers. Oh, which, interesting. You know, I, think, I, think that's, I think that's fair enough, I yeah, guess. Yeah, for sure. Where was Hoobastank on the list, I wonder? They were like eighth. They were, they were above you. Yeah, well, they I, should I love be. That you just knew for sure they were there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, for me, <laughs> that's like, that was my favorite answer to the whole where'd you get the name Bowling for Soup question. It, it was always, you know, where'd you get the name Bowling for Soup? My favorite was always... Or no, why'd you call the band Bowling for Soup? Because Hoobastank was taken, is my favorite. <laughs> I mean, we have a bunch of different... And Chris, anytime Chris would say, uh, where'd you get the name Bowling for Soup? And he'd go, we stole it off a dead guy. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, those ones, like, people don't know how to react to that. You know, there's no, yeah. there's, really, there's literally nothing they can do. Like, you're just, yeah. you've, you've just stumped that human being. Uh, yeah, it was... The the only notable ones that that uh, stuck in my head are you guys, Hoobastank, uh, Chumbawamba. They that's beat another well. good one. Well, not by much. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's another good one. I mean, yeah, I mean those are God. I mean those are shitty fucking band names. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I mean the the thing about ours is is I I mean ours is definitely weird. Is that what the category was? Is weird? Yeah. 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 Definitely weird. I mean, I, we've been on like stupidest band name. I mean, I've got a, I've got a Radio Disney Award up here where we won silliest band name one year. <laughs> um, so you know, we're getting we're getting through all of those, uh, all of those describing words. Uh, last thing in the news that was good news. Uh, you know, we don't we don't talk about the things that are you know like we had to this got cancelled and all that shit. We don't want to talk about that. So the last thing that was good news was. Um, band called Boy Blue released their new single Ghost of Saturday Night that you featured on. 
Yeah. Yeah, I get a couple of those things. So, I mean, <laughs> that's another thing that my wife will just go like, I didn't know you did that. It's just, you know, I'm just <laughs> up here and I'm just doing shit all the time. But yeah, the Boy Blue, I they sent me the song and I, I thought it was really cool. And so I was just like, fuck it, I'll do it. And, uh, you know, I should give a shout out too to Throttle Body, who I, um, I produced their record and we did a cover of... Uh, Merle Haggard song and they had me sing on it too so that's out there in the world and um there's a couple more of those those little feature things happening it's like I you know I mean I'm trying to say yes while I can you yeah. know if if it seems like a good fit um because I, there's obviously I hope there's going to come a time where I'm not just locked in this room for 12 hours yeah. a day and I can just I can say no and be like i just i don't have time you know right now I'm it's sorry like, i'm too famous <laughs> if i'm like right now if i'm like i just don't have time for that like i could just i can hear them on the other end of the text message just going that's fucking bullshit what the fuck is he doing <laughs> but it's but it's not bullshit is it i mean you know we it's you would think that having all the time in the world this year would have meant that we could do one of these every month and sure. our new show would be out and you know, th there would be no news about Bowling for Soup because it's been a slow year. But none of that's true, is it? It's just been fucking all guns blazing the whole <laughs> the whole time. It has been, yeah. I mean, you know, that. well, that was the thing was, um, I think we talked about this on one of the OG episodes. And again, I, I have the Kazoo Crew to thank for that, um, you know, which is, is just, to me, the Kazoo Crew is just a satellite of the BFS fan page, fan page. You know, it's like there's the mothership. And then there's this other little cool group over here that's the Kazoo Crew who, you know, just basically made it a point where they were just like, we're fucking going to sell out all his stage at shows. And they fucking did it. And, um, but before I started doing that, I was having a real hard time. I, I really needed to be in here singing those two records. And, mm -hmm. well, the, the greatest hits, which I still haven't finished. And I just was so weirded out by for some reason because I had to be in here by myself doing it. And so I was unproductive for a few weeks. And then once I started doing the stage at shows, I, it was just this fire lit under me. And I got, I mean, like I got shit done. That's been hanging over my head for years. And, uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, and that's the other thing too, is that my life is different. I mean, you know, um, much as my wife predicted my, uh, my our eight year old is home from school this week because it's a holiday here in the United States. Um, where they're out all week, and they've already said here in our community that hey, oh by the way, um, don't send them back next week either. Well, that's yeah. how this whole fucking thing started. And Casey, yeah. the whole time has been going, oh, once they send them home, that's it. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, yeah, it's it's got to be. I'm I'm certain that that's probably true. So, um, you know, so now we've here, you know. Uh, I'm trying to like the reason that we were, were five minutes late starting this thing today was I, you know, I took him to the park just so that he could fucking get outside and run around. You yeah. know, I mean, it's you know his life is is a freaking screen unless we can just get him out there doing shit. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, it's uh, it, it has been a very productive um, quarantine. I will say that. Good. Good. Um... It's time for the uh the 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 sections that we um vote on in the fan page. So so bone of soup on camera. Okay. 
this time we're talking about the High School Never Ends video. Oh, man, it's another good one. Um, you know, I always talk about when you guys bring these ones up, I always talk about, like, what we rented. You know, like, because, you know, we've talked about that we rented a plane and, air, and, we, and uh, we rented a school. Well, High School Never Ends, not only did we rent a school, but school was in session. I am not shitting you. This is real. And so that we had the whole gymnasium to ourselves, and then we had this small gymnasium to the side where they they set up these tents and covered the tents, and basically that was our area, and we could do whatever the fuck we wanted in there. So we had beer. Um, Chris was being Chris Bernie. Like there was just, <laughs> I mean, all of this stuff in this school. And kids are walking past and like what and, and you know they're in California they don't give a fuck it happens all the time they're just like uh, some yeah. you know whatever it's like if you did that in Texas people are like what is going on here you know <laughs> no man they don't give a shit in L A that's just like oh, okay whatever somebody is doing that but um last video we did with Smith and Boren actually so um a pretty big uh, change would come about after that um. But uh, so Smith and Boren, whom we started working with on, on the bitch song, and they did almost in 1985, and then this would be the final one. We did Emily in Canada, and uh, so this would be the final one that we that we used them for. And quite frankly, it, it became a budget situation. I mean, they were getting more expensive, and we were getting more popular, but the record industry was spending less on things like this. Yeah. Um. And so this also was our most expensive video, I believe. And um, so, yeah, man, I mean, you know, this, the script kind of wrote itself. It was this whole high school never ends thing. Uh, you know, I had always wanted to have us played by little kids. Uh, an interesting tidbit about this one is how we always throw back from one song to the next. You know, there's this one um, starts out with 1985, the kids are playing in the talent show. Yeah. Well, that kid who plays me in that video also plays me in when we die. Uh, he's Holy the, shit. yeah, he's the kid that comes out and, uh, um, Lee majors, the fall guy is like trying to, and he's like trying to wave him over and he waves him and, and he goes and he gets in the van with his guitar. So, uh, I, I love, we kept things really. I mean, I loved that, that whole string of videos. And then, um, you know, that was the throwback in that one. Since we woke we woke ourselves up with the alarm clock in When We Die, which started the song, you know? So yeah. the throwback instead of actually of actual music, because it didn't really make sense, was to actually have that character in there, um, which, which was super cool. Um, but going back to... Um, you know, all of, this, all of the shots with the kids and the cast and stuff were shot before we even got to um got there oh here's another really good one about high school never ends the video so the kid that plays chris is also the kid um i believe he's the kid in super bad that draws all the dicks uh he plays wow. yeah i think i think that's it i think that's the one where he's anyway he's in a bunch of shit that kid um ton of stuff i might have fucked that up but regardless he's in a bunch of shit <laughs> You see that kid I all over. I made that up. I don't know. You see that kid all over the place. Um, another another little tidbit about that particular video is as Eric's wardrobe was that polo shirt, 
that was the beginning of his polo shirt phase. So um, he wore those those polo shirts for years and years and years after that. You'll see them in a lot of photos. Um, and that's what started it, is um, he wore that particular shirt in that video, and he liked the way that it looked, and um, so he kept uh, he kept going with it. Did you guys ever get made to wear specific clothes because, like, that's what whoever wanted, other than on, you know, live performances that I think you've talked about having to wear the fucking cheerleading outfits? Yeah, yeah. Forever, the cheerleading but... outfits was my idea. It's the tuxes that really got to us. You know, we we said that we set them on fire, so they just found us new ones. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a actually, it's funny this high school never ends video. The shirt that I'm wearing, um, when I'm like with the arm, we have the army of freshmen make the cameo and all of that. I mm. thought was very unflattering, um, and uh, because I was really skinny back then, and that shirt was too big for me, and now I wish I could fit in that shirt, um, <laughs> but I can't. Um, but now, now for the most part, I mean, you know, wardrobe would be a thing where, you know, for the most of the time we did them ourselves, we probably had the three videos where we had a ward wardrobe person and it'd be high school never ends almost in 1985. Um, but for the most part, it was all shit I thought up anyway, like that whole, um, in almost the reason that all of the, those colors and all of that, that I did all of that on purpose because then we had a merch line that summer. And we sold all that shit. So everything that you saw in the video, you could buy. And, right. you know, and right. it was all in those colors and stuff. So, you know, that was that was um, a thing. But no, not really. I mean, yeah, that's the only thing that really just kept hanging on for Dear Life is we were sort of over the tuxedos. And they kept trying to make that a whole thing. And and once once it becomes something that everybody – okay – you know, at first, everybody's like, okay, this is crazy. You guys are hilarious. That's, f I mean, I can't believe y'all are wearing these at the Grammys. This is nuts. Like, I mean, nobody would ever do this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and then when it goes, okay, we got you on this and they can't wait to see the suits. You know, <laughs> it's like the, um, we, we used to play this bar in, um, in San Angelo, Texas, and we loved it. And we loved playing there and we loved everything that went down, but we, uh, we always would drink one thing, and this in the bar days, we would just pick something fucking random as shit, and we would drink it, and the bar would kill. So it'd be like, okay, tonight we're gonna drink cherry margaritas, and so we drink cherry margaritas, and the the bar would be like, oh my god, that was fucking crazy, crazy. So we came through once, and we we drank Long Island teas, right? So Long Island teas is a very expensive drink, and uh, gets you fucked up. And so all of the all of the people that were there were drinking these Long Island teas, and we were drinking Long Island teas, and it was great. And the bar had their biggest night ever. I'll never forget it. They were so happy, and that was great. The next time we come back, they had pre-made the Long Island teas in anticipation of us fucking just going, all right, we're going to sell you all of that Long Island tea shit, right? Yeah. That's bullshit. First of all, nobody wants that shit pre-made, so we were just like, "Well, we're drinking beer tonight," and yeah. uh, so Miller Lite it was. So it's like it's like telling a comedian to do like a joke from one of their old sets. Exactly, yeah. it's you're so right, man. I actually saw Mitch Hedberg one time at uh, Oklahoma University, and people were yelling out his jokes, and the guy Ugh. just did not know how to handle it. I mean, apparently that is part of like what drove him into his spiral downward was that. Yeah. Was that 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 like he had these jokes that were so much bigger and people would just yell it out, you know? And yeah. uh, 
But anyway, so back to High School Never Ends. Um, you know, a lot of casting went into that one. Spent a lot of money on actors. And, um, you know, uh, quite frankly, it's the first time I, uh, I had a love interest in a video where I was just kind of like, meh. And um, Chris really did stick the mouse in his mouth, and it did it bit the fuck out of his tongue. That's a true story. And... Um, you know, it, all in all, it was a uh, it was a good fun video to make. So, um, one thing to look for is during the live performance. Uh, that's at the end of the day. It's late as shit, and yes, we are hammered. I am, <laughs> I am, so intoxicated <laughs> during the live performance of High School Never Ends in that video that it's just not even funny. Like it's it's a bit spotty. Daniel, remember. So is that, uh, I don't watch a bunch of music videos anymore. That's not really a thing, is it? Um, is that is that the video where you spike the lens at the end and you've got the pick on your head? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I catch it in my mouth and almost, and then I throw it against my head on, uh, on High School Never Ends, and I'm yep. just obliterated. Yeah, I can see that. All you know, of now, us I, Now I know you, yeah. I, I can see that. Yeah. That seems true. Yeah, that seems you guys <laughs> we're all a mess uh during that but uh but yeah it turned out great and it was a super fun video to make long day you know but uh def by far not near the longest so next thing the fan page voted for is to hear the story behind the song and this time it is girl all the bad guys want wow i am always so surprised at the ones that y'all pick uh, this is a great one a great story it's my first co-write ever um I had written Drunk Enough to Dance in the back of the van while touring, playing to nobody while we were touring on Let's Do It for Johnny, and um, actually just posted a couple of weeks ago the little Zoom pedal I used to uh, to write that entire yeah. record um, using the guitar that was uh, in the Bitch Song video that would uh, get stolen during that time. Um, Not during the video, but, you know, during that time. And... Uh, so yeah, I'd written, I, I wrote the 17 songs, so if you were lucky, lucky enough to get drunk enough for demos, you have the 17 songs that, that uh, were contenders for the record in their original form. Mm. And so we went down, and, and uh, the idea was to go and make a record with this guy, Butch Walker. And uh, so I knew who he was, I knew who Marvelous 3 was, and, and had really gotten into it, and he was trying to break into the whole producer thing. Uh, and so I went down a couple of days early, though, just to hang just to like hang out with them, kind of listen through to the songs, get to know one another. Cause I had never really worked with a outside producer unless it was just somebody who owned a studio here in Dallas and we did it together, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, so we hit it off right away. Obviously we have, um, you know, similar backgrounds and, and similar interests and, and all that. And so we, we started talking immediately about writing a song about singers that are mad at their dad i mean that was the that was gonna be the premise of the song and so that was the joke and we were there for a long time 27 days or something but we never really sat down and wrote it and um he was you know playing a different sort of game in that um you know, he he was trying to you know again. Not it was this isn't a bad thing. He was just in a different place where the industry is concerned, and 
I think wanted to make sure that if he wrote a song that it was, you know, and 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 with me, that it was going to make the record. So he mm-hmm. actually um, had that riff and played the riff to our A and R guy before I ever even heard it. And right. um, so then my A and R guy, he's like, "Hey man, Butch is going to pick you up early. You guys are going to go write a song." I'm like, "Okay, that sounds great." So he had already heard this riff. Anyway, I hear the fucking riff, and of of course I'm just like, "Holy shit." fucking a right and uh he was you know so it started to come out and um that's uh the lyrics kind of came through and then the girl the bad guys want thing again i will say it was his idea and um the first verse and the chorus were done really really fast mostly because that's what he had been working on and then the second verse and the bridge was all written in the studio while i was singing the song and um so literally you know one of my best memories with him, and we actually just talked about this the other day, was, you know, just, you know, coming up with, you know, does a mullet make a man? When when that line hits you, you know, and it's you two in the studio, and it's been a long day, and, I mean, just the comedic effect of that was crazy. I mean, like, we laughed for, you know, a long, long time. And then yeah. uh, Racetrack Season Pass was a really was another one because it's like that's not really even a thing, you know. It's <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite things about lyric shit is like uh, the the one that I was I was thinking about the other day was uh, subtitles don't work on the credits, <laughs> man. That's a shame. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> like, it's, it's why would there be? It's the credits are already subtitles, basically. Like, yeah, uh, but. But yeah, man, um, so we got that line in there, singers that are mad at their dad, and um, recorded it, and the dudes liked it, and um, yeah, it became the lead single off of uh, off that record. I mean, the, the craziest thing about that song is what it did. You know, obviously it got us nominated for a Grammy, but it sold us a shitload of records too. And yeah. in that time of, you know, people were just stealing music and not really buying it, Record companies were making decisions such like ours made and and fucking ripping people off, man. And, mm. you know, and, and what they decided to do was they were like, hey, we want you to go write another song with Butch and record a cover. And we'll, we're going to put it on the album and then just re-release it. You know, well, back yeah. then, you know, you could people couldn't just go buy those three songs. They, they they would have had to rebuy the whole record to get it yeah. legally. So I'm in a situation of like, okay, so these 700,000 people already bought this record. And now they're going to have to go buy it again because they're going to want these three songs. So they're not going to do that. So they're probably just going to steal it. But like if they steal it, then the label is going to be, you know, well, shit, you guys didn't fucking sell anything off this single or whatever. So it was a really weird position to be in and I hated it. And it's the first and last time I let a label talk me into something that I think was hurtful to our fans. And uh, I hated it. I hated it so much when that re-release came out and they're just, Oh, you re-released it. It's okay. So I have to, you know, and and you can imagine, I mean, we were already killing in the UK, right? So you can imagine what the UK fans were saying. It's just like, yeah, but but there was no Facebook then. So you didn't give a shit. You couldn't hear it. (laughs) Right. 
Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, you did, but that's just it. English people don't give a fuck. As like, if they're the ones that talk, they'll just say it to you. You know, just like, oh, so you guys didn't have enough fucking money, so you had to make me go and buy another one of these for my daughter. You well, know, do and you think? Do you think if you didn't do that, would Punk Rock One Hundred and One ever have been released or written? No. No. It so would've, it would have never. It would. You, know. I mean, you know. I mean, you're right. I mean, and oh, and and here's the other thing, Star Song. Because I went yeah. into that session with Starsong, and he came in with Punk Rock 101. We finished both those songs together, and then I Ran was the cover, which if you're a big fan, you know my uh, mine and the band's you know attitude towards that cover. Yeah, and is the it, who who chose to do that, and why are there such strong feelings about it now? Again, because it was all in that one. This so you basically had the president of this label. Okay, so. Going into this, the our label was independent. Jive was an independent label owned by this one guy. Well, he sells to BMG for $4 billion with a B and moves to an island. His second in charge becomes the president of the label. He ends up going and, and being a bigwig elsewhere as well. That's the dude who you know, makes the call to me going, hey, here's the deal. We're going to strip this on the record. We want you to go. You can, you know, and then we also... We think you should do a cover of Iran because it's on this really popular video game called Grand Theft Auto. Right. I'm like, okay. well, I'm That's familiar. So I'm like, I'm familiar with the game. You know, well, the problem was is he had already sold that to our AR guy, which is Howie Abrams, who was, you know, fifth member of the band. We loved him very, very much. Still do. Still very, very close. He's not even in the business anymore. Um, one of my favorite human beings of all time. But he bought it, and he was like, this is a good idea, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to get this Reese Fulber guy who produced Power Man 5000 to come in and produce the Iran song or whatever. So we go in, we do uh, Punk Rock 101 and Star Song. Like I said, Butch had most of Punk Rock 101 done. I had most of Star Song done. We helped each other finish those songs. Um, and then uh, Butch left. <laughs> like the fucking city and this guy comes in to produce this cover and fucking literally just drank coffee all day and let me do all the work and then you know got producer points and and all that shit it was that point too though i mean that was a really big song and maybe you're right maybe maybe you've talked me into all this because another thing that i realized was i was like man i can just fucking do this you know like i don't really have to have we don't need, you know, I, it's great working with Butch. Butch is getting too busy for us at that point. It was obvious that, like, we were never going to be able to do a full record with him again. And much of that, too, was that, you know, Jive Records is over there going, and you need to go back and do this, and you need to go back and do this. And he was ready to move on to some other shit. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, 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 I mean, we've, I've even been to that point with Linus. I mean, you got to remember, Sorry for Partying was done, and they were like, we don't have a single. And so we had to go back and write, no Ablo Inglés, and it took us a while because we had put so much into Sorry for Partying that yeah. we were burned out, you know? And uh, finally, I was brushing my teeth one day and wrote No Ablo Inglés. But, um, yeah, I, I mean... It, I think it's a shame because that Iran cover is fucking great. So it's a shame that you... It's a shame it was done under duress and that you all yeah. feel that way about it because it turned out fucking great and, like, you know... Yeah, it's a, and it's, it's a huge... It's huge. I mean, it's... I think it's in the, I'm pretty sure it's in the top 20 Spotify songs wow. for us. It's definitely our biggest cover 
uh, second only to I'm uh, I think I melt with you a second. Um, but uh, but I ran definitely the biggest one. I and I think a lot because it's on that record and that's a big record, you know. For yeah, that, it's close. Uh, drunk drunk enough to dance is that is the record that the Bowling for Soup fan puts it on and listens to the whole thing. Like they don't yeah. really go through. You know, I'm sure people go through and listen to songs here and there, but that's just one of those ones. I feel like where it it strikes this chord with people at this time in their life when they discovered it, to where it's like the whole record itself is this one thing. You know. Yeah. And and a lot of that probably too is that's kind of the last one before um, legal downloads. You know that was the yeah, um, you know because uh, when 1985 and and uh, Hangover you don't deserve we were right at the so iTunes was out but everybody was still stealing shit. Um, <laughs> so but you know anyway I look back on um, y- you know again so to sum it all up you're you're right I mean I I think. The the fact that Punk Rock 101 is in the world, by the way, another Smith and Boren video, that might be the last one that we did with them, actually. Um, and Star Song, which means so much to so many people. Um, you know, I mean, that song, yeah. uh, along with, like, Much More Beautiful Person and Turbulence or whatever, is, like, the one where I get people going, dude, thank you, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm really glad those two songs are in the world, um, and maybe it's those things that I learned from Iran that make make all that that whole little triple play. Okay, maybe it was worth it, but again, I, you, you can't help but feel guilty for uh, trying to sell your fucking fans something twice. You know? Yeah, I I get that. Um, I am conscious of time, but I like to use these things just to ask questions that I care about rather than... You have caught me, to... though, on the most perfect day. I know it's getting late there, and, and you might be tired, but... Um, I'm fucking, I'm good on time. Let's go. Okay, well then, what I wanted to say is just some, something you said before about, um, you know, the, the lyrics that make you laugh in the studio, especially after however many hours, days of fucking sitting there writing. Have there been times when it's been hard to convince either the label or the other guys in the band or whoever's producing, like, this lyric is funny, trust me, because it was just some stupid 3am thought mm. that nobody else is laughing at? Well, so for the most part, I haven't had any input on anything like that in, you know, fucking 15 years. I mean, mm-hmm. um, well, you know what? Let me rephrase it. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, sometimes Linus will not get my joke, um, and which is real weird, and you know, because you're around us, I mean, we pretty much think the same things are funny. Yeah. But there's definite times where I'll say something and he's like, I don't know if that, you know, he's real weird about grammar and things like mm. that. So I'll just be like, well, no, that's fucking funny. I'm going to fucking say that, you know, and he's well, okay, but it's not correct. And this and that, you know, so, um, yeah, I mean, so the label, the big one was, uh, the big two were, uh, it wasn't funny. But as far as, like, changing lyrics for them, uh, Emily used to be, it wasn't supposed to be like this, you told me to slip my wrist. Mm. Um, and then there's the old uh, um, where to begin, where I won that battle, because I was just like, uh, they, uh, the label didn't like, and if we make it up, I could never get enough. And I was just like, that makes total sense to me. I'm saying if we make it up as we go... Regardless, I know I'm not going to be able to get enough of this. And, uh, you know, I think you could do better. Well, I don't, so I'm going to leave that. 
Um, but <laughs> but you know, as far as funny stuff, yeah, it, it's uh, it's it, it's nice to have that have Linus to bounce that stuff off of. But really, like even with this new record, there's a lot of like things that I think are funny that I'm gonna be curious to see where they land with other people because you know. You know, maybe Chris thinks this line is funny, but Rob doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about, and maybe vice yeah. versa. But yeah. this one, you know, I went and did this one. Linus was in L.A., you know, so I, I fucking just went and I, you know, there, he wasn't there to correct me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, you know, I texted you after the after the live shows and said the line, even Brad Pitt wants to be Brad Pitt, yeah. is the greatest fucking joke of all time yeah so if if it if it's anything close to that then yeah it's I all stuff different. like that and that was the one where like i you know i let the guys hear the demos on the way <laughs> in the bus and that's the one where i just sort of like okay so like <laughs> i'd let casey hear it linus loved it uh i think rob had heard it already but Casey had heard it and was just like, okay, you're fucking crazy. You know, and I'm like, okay, are you saying you don't like it or is that bad? Or are you saying it's really good? I'm not sure. Like, where where, where are we falling? <laughs> I mean, what I would say is last time you named dropped a celebrity in a song, that, that paid some dividends. Yeah, right? it did pretty good. <laughs> I will say this, though, man. That Brad Pitt song, I cannot wait for it to be in the world because – it is the, oh, and I will say oh, I t I'll give you a little insight into Brad Pitt. Uh, Casey actually got me to change a lyric because I said something. Originally, it was like I was saying something about like I'm sorry it didn't work out with Jennifer Aniston. Like I'm sure she's really nice, you know, kind of mm. thing or whatever. Um, and she was like, I don't know if I'd pick a side <laughs> in that battle, <laughs> you know. That that's good advice. I That's know, and I thought, wife, I thought, well, fuck, you can't tell me what to do. And then I'm just like, I literally, like, later that night, I, I, I think we were going to bed, and I was just like, hey, you're right about that Brad Pitt lyric. I'm going to change that. I'm going to change that but one. Can you imagine you release the song like that, and then it's just like a year of a shitstorm in the press? <laughs> Brad Pitt hates pop punk band. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I don't really say anything bad about him either yeah. in it, because I fucking love Brad Pitt. And so I, I think it would be awesome if he, you know, if somehow I, I could at least just get a reaction from him. Then that would be, uh, that would be nice. That would be a... Um, uh, what do you what do you call it? One of those bucket list things, just like Brad Pitt to pay attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> but but then he's gonna go back through the discography and hear Brad Pitt was in True Romance and look how far he's come. So it's oh another down, thing you know? another thing I changed in that song. The original lyrics were I want to be Brad Pitt. I'll bet even Brad Pitt wants to be Brad Pitt. I want to be Brad Pitt. Then I wouldn't give a shit about being Brad Pitt. Um, and I changed that to it would be the shit if I could be Brad Pitt because I was like, I am really twisting this joke. Like, that's another two turns. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, of yeah, the yeah. thing. I'm like, at this point, then I'm going, okay, first of all, you have to know that I'd really actually like to be him. And then you have to know that if I was him, that I would think it was awesome. 
but that being him and that I was him, then I wouldn't think it was awesome anymore because I'm him and I wouldn't give a shit about it. <laughs> See, this is, this is why I asked the question, because I can imagine you saying that to some fucking suit at, at Jive yeah. and then being like, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, that's, that's totally it. Well, and so if, if that comes out, like if I say that out loud in front of the other dudes, they all just nod like, yeah. Yeah, you're sure. Okay. I feel like you're fucking overthinking this Brad Pitt thing, but both (laughs) lyrics are fine. Just do with it what you want. I think I think if you can take any line from the song and tweet it and it would be a good tweet, then it's a good lyric. Ah. That's the way you should look at it, right? Yeah, it's like if any any song it was to be Brad Pitt, you could have just tweeted that, it'd be your biggest tweet of the year. You're probably right. Yeah, I bet even Brad maybe I should do that. You know, just uh, I'll bet even Brad Pitt wants to be Brad Pitt. It would be good promo. Yeah, it's um, like, you know that's a, that's such a I mean you know that's just it right I mean comedians try their shit out on Twitter I mean I know that's not as yep. rampant as it was four or five years ago but you know that's used to be where you would see them write their stuff and it's like if it, it's like if your song doesn't sound good on an acoustic guitar it's probably not a good song you know yeah right kind of like that. same deal yeah. Um, back to the agenda. Uh, Born with Soup in history. So this day in 2013, the Right About Now lyric video premiered. Now it's not it's not a big because it's a holiday season, obviously, and it's not you know we've not hit the holiday weekend yet this year, but every other year for the last however many years we had, and so there's just fucking Black Friday sales. It's the only thing that you've done. Right. So it's it's a stretch this time, but yeah, you want to talk about that. <laughs> Right about now, I um I wrote that song on the way to the studio when we were doing that record, and um literally got there. Linus was there ahead of us, uh, and I was like, "Hey, come in here. I got this song," and I just started playing it for him, and he was like, "Let's just do this right now." And so we went in there and showed it to Gary, and and uh, we recorded it. I don't remember the lyric video, so I really don't know what to say about that. But I do remember that the um, we made a real video for that song, and it was made in Denton at a place that that's the only time we ever played there, and I can't remember what it was called, um, which is a great story. But uh, mm. but it was super cool because you know, I, to be honest, you know, if you see us in America, which you have, you, you sort of don't know. Like we'll play, and there'll be a lot of people there, but. It doesn't always look like it looks if you come see us in the UK and there's a lot of people yeah. there. Like it yeah. just doesn't look the same. People people like give each other space. They're holding yeah. a drink in front of them. It's <laughs> fucking lame. <laughs> it's definitely spread out. Yeah. Uh but that one was pretty tight and uh and a lot of people packed in there. So that one was a good one. Um yeah, I the the only reason I I bothered to mention it is that was so obviously that's uh lunch drunk love and i think that was the the album or the first project you did where you did lyric videos for everything ah, and yeah. they just had nothing to do with the songs right. and i and that's kind of how the songs were coming out via i think it may have been pledge then or kickstart or whatever mm. it was they were kind of being drip fed with these lyric videos and i was i remember watching them thinking i think maybe i hate these songs and then hearing them without the video, I was like, oh, no, these songs are great. It's just that video of a monkey has nothing to do with the, <laughs> the song. That is so funny. Well, because, okay, so that's a weird time, though. Like, that's the, 
you know, because there's, you go through our career, you go through this thing where like, you got to make a video, then that's going to be the video mm. or whatever. And then, then, okay, nobody gives a fuck about videos anymore. So we're just not yeah. going to make videos, you know? And then now it's like, okay, now you got to make a lyric video. And this was this. So that was around that time. So this, cause that was 2012. Um, yeah, 2012, 2013. Yeah, that's right. It's the divorce record, 2013. And, um, so the, the idea was, is just to get something out there and a lyric video was the thing. So, yeah. uh, I believe Jason Crocker made all of those and he just had this software and it was learning to do like simple animation or whatever. It's just like, I don't give a fuck. Just get the words on the screen. <laughs> um, honestly, just thinking, it doesn't matter, you know, and and I don't think at that time it did to everybody. Um, I don't think so. Now it's different. Now you have to do a lyric video for everything, and you got to do a real video for everything, and it counts. You know, you you have to you 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 have if you're look. I mean, I did a fucking video on the last record with sock puppets. No, it's one of the covers, and it's one of my favorite things of all time because people are like, you know, like. I hope the best comment ever was, um, I'll bet they spent about as much on this as thought it took to make this video. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I made that video for $45. Yeah. See, I, th this is what I was going to say is, is y technology has, has changed and it means what people want to be fucking seen when they open their phone is different. And so, yeah, you do have to make a, a lyric video for every song, but now you have Fiverr and it costs like $7 to get a professional video yeah, done. Yeah, so. yeah, it's, you know, it's funny. I'm on Fiverr right now trying to get this. Um, Kelly and I have a Christmas song coming out next week and we haven't announced it, so I'll announce it here first. But we have a, 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 a new Christmas song coming out on the first and I'm super, 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 super excited about it. Um, I wrote it super quick and we turned it around in just a couple of days literally recorded it last week and it's coming out um but you know that herein is the fuck i gotta get on fiverr and get some dude over in pakistan to make me a video for this thing and uh, i you, i think i'm gonna pull it off when you when you do you message people who list their services or do you post what you want and let the people come to you no i go to their services and uh right. Literally, I find the person and I just fucking roll the dice. I, yeah. I literally find what it, and then look through their things and go, okay, I could use this element or this element or this element, and it'll be fine. And so I just hire them. Like I, I and it's the same when I do like the voice stuff that you and I have done together and all that, yep. which people will get to hear soon. I mean, I just figure out whether or not they can get there for this amount of money. And just go mm. for it. But the cool thing about when you're dealing with Bowling for Soup is, is that, you know, I can, I have a little bit more of a budget. You know, it's like if I'm doing my own stuff or with me and Kelly, it's like, look, I mean, we're, we're rolling the, we're paying for this out of pocket and hoping, yeah. hoping we can just recoup this over the next couple of years. I mean, with Bowling for Soup, it's, you know, we at least can afford a few hundred bucks to give to this guy and just go, yeah. hey man, make this awesome. But um, yeah, I the Fiverr thing is crazy. It, it's I mean, because I was paying three hundred dollars for lyric videos back then. I mean, that's that's what those cost. Those ones that you hated, those were like three hundred bucks a pop, and uh, you can get that on Fiverr now for twenty five dollars. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Man. I know. It hurts. I know. Fucking stretched out memes, just pixelated. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> 
the, the next thing is to ask, what are you listening to at the moment? Oh, man. Well, quite frankly, I'm locked in the car with my kid when I'm in the car. But I'm not in the car very much. And the only time I listen to music really is if I'm in the car. Um, I, uh, let's see. I, I have been listening to something, though. What just came out? That, oh, well, did I say this last time? I've been listening to Don't Panic, um, which is Ted Felicetti's band. Ted is um, Rob's big brother, who is a booking agent and who's been in this industry for a long time, but had just quit playing music. And um, he came out on the road with us and, you know, as happens, got the bug and yep. started his band back up. And uh, he's actually in a band with AJ, who engineered the new Bowling for Soup record. And um, they have a new record coming out in two days that is incredible. Um, so that would be my big endorsement. Um, so this weekend, everybody should go and grab the Don't Panic record. Make sure that you're streaming it and all that. Uh, that one's really, really good. Um, you know, obviously, you know how I am about Frank Turner. He's got a new record out with uh, John Snodgrass called Buddies 2. It's fun. I mean, you know, it's not Frank Turner. It's, you know, they write and record a record in a day is the thing. But right. this one, obviously, they joke about it. They obviously didn't do that this time. You can tell they've got. It's just drums and shit. Um, but you know, I I'm listening to that some, and then um, you know, I uh, I'm still doing my country thing, man. I I I went through an Eli Young band um phase a couple of weeks ago, and just basically just listened to Eli Young band for a while. Um, and they may or may not be making a guest appearance on the new greatest hits album. Maybe, um. So that's a fun thing. Uh, but that's pretty it much it. If, it would be funny if they weren't, and you just said that about people all the time. I just should like, just they, fucking put that They might there, be on right? the new album. Yeah, they might be. Rap Pitt might be featuring on the new album. They, they might be. They might not, but they might. <laughs> um, man, I'm still listening to podcasts. Uh, I if, if, you, if you like true crime, the um, Big Mad True Crime is my latest discovery, and it is awesome. It really, Kate just goes, he can't keep anything a secret. And I, I really fucking can't. <laughs> I am true. the worst. Um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't input here. My friends uh, have a, a podcast called Myths, Magic, and Murder that's a true crime slash paranormal occult crime podcast. So if you are into that kind of thing, go and see what you think of that. And a Hangover You Don't Deserve podcast just celebrated a milestone as well, right? That's right. We did uh, one and a half years, which is not really a milestone for anyone else, but our one year celebration went so bad that we tried <laughs> again um, and we did it really, really fucking good. Awesome. So, um, yeah, thank I love you very it. much, everybody. Love that. Um, so the final thing really is we just we're just going to ask questions until until it's time to go, um, which technically is in one minute, but I'm going to keep you a little bit longer than that. Since you said you have time. I got time. Um, so. Annie Ullman asks, uh, what's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Uh, so this is a very complicated question. Uh, as a child, my favorite Thanksgiving side dish was I like mashed potatoes, corn, and peas all mixed together. Um, and that, But now it is my wife's mac and cheese. Um, and if you want to hear a horrible story about said mac and cheese – 
I'm going to make you listen to next week's Rockstar Dad show <laughs> because I tell a 10-minute version of it. And, uh, That's an excellent plug. It is good. Thank you, buddy. That um that that mash and corn and peas thing. Yeah. You know they they eat that in Japan cold, like oh. rolled into a ball. It's fucking disgusting. That sounds so, terrible. Yeah. No. It's real bad. So, so here the mashed potatoes get get the turkey gravy on them at the same time as the as the as the <laughs> turkey does, and then you've got this. You've got the cranberry sauce, and then you've got... And not everybody does peas and corn and mashed potatoes and all that shit, but my mom always did. There's just something about the mixture of all that shit together to me that is just, like, the greatest thing of all time. Uh, David Theam asks, on the last... I, I, I feel conscious now that everybody's watching, and when I, it's, it's one thing for me to mispronounce people's names when we record in advance. They, right. they, what are they going to do? Send me a message? I just won't read it. It's fine. Right. But right we, now, they can just fucking say right to me, like, that's well, not how you say my name, dickwad. You know what? And we should plug this and let people know what you're talking about. This is an audio podcast that goes out to the entire world. However... Uh, this pay this podcast is the content uh, comes from the fan page on Facebook, which is uh, eight point five thousand strong right now. And uh, starting this week, now when we record these, we stream it right to the fan page, and you can exclusively watch video of this thing there on the fan page. So if you're not a member of the winning team, get over there and become one. There you go. That sounds great. Uh, David Theam asks, on the last podcast, Jarrett said he was a Dokken fan. What is his favorite song or oh, favorite George Lynch guitar solo? So you only answer one of those questions. He doesn't get to sneak two questions. <laughs> hey, uh, also, I mentioned Dokken just now on Instagram because in my sophomore picture, I was wearing a Dokken shirt. Um, my favorite Dokken song is Burning Like a Flame. And, uh, and it's not on... Uh, I, that record is freaking great. Back for the Attack is so, so good. Um, but my favorite solo, I'm sorry, I'm going to answer both, is In My Dreams is my favorite George Lynch solo. There you go. Um, Pete Wilson asks, if you could go back in history and support any band, who would it be and when? Oh, my goodness. I mean, the problem is, is that, you know, to support a band, you have to, you have to put in you have to put into your head how their fans are going to respond to you. And quite frankly, you know, if I said I wanted to go to support the Descendants in, you know, 1989, that would be a terrible mistake for Bowling for Soup because uh, <laughs> <laughs> their, their fans would have fucking hated us. Um, I want to go and get the shit beaten out yeah, of the exactly. show. Um. No, I um, I don't know, man. I I probably Green Day Dookie tour. Um, I, I think when those guys, I mean, seeing those guys go from clubs to arenas, had to have been magical. Um, and watching that show grow, you know, from not even having a backdrop and a place to stay to fucking you know fire and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll bet that was fucking great. And the crowd then didn't know all their shit. You know, they didn't, they, those weren't people that knew all their songs and stuff. So you had a, yeah. it would have been a great crowd to play in front of if you could sell it and we could. Um, so yeah, I, I think, um, I think had we been on that Dookie tour, that would have been probably the greatest thing of all time. Uh Emma Hooper asks, who would win in a fight, Godzilla or King Kong? 
uh, Godzilla or King Kong? Well, I so I would always just go with Godzilla because why would it? I, King Kong could never even get close. He just breathes fire on him, and then he's just gone. Right? He just just a fucking burnt gorilla. I think because because none of these things ever appear in the same movie, there's no there's no scale. Right. Like you just you can't know, can you? Godzilla might be seven times the size of King Kong. There's no way of knowing. But bowling for suit questions in future, please. Well, here's the thing um, though, too. Yeah, you're right because and it's different scales all the time. Like sometimes you see Godzilla like walking up, like he's standing in the fucking ocean, like way out there, and just like walking up, which would mean yeah. that he is just this crazy thing. Well, I mean, King Kong sits on the top of the Empire State Building, and it's just like okay. Well, I mean, he's kind of. I mean. Okay, a female fits in his palm of his hand, but like, it, 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 yeah, you're right. Scale is fucked but he, up. But he didn't break the Empire State Building, so he can't be that heavy. Yeah, so, that's right. You know, he's like styrofoam or something. I'm, I'm not sure what the deal is there. Yeah, fuck uh, yeah. Vinny, Vinny Cataldo asks, what is the funniest moment that's happened during a show? Oh, man. Um, I So Vinny knows very well that we're a comedy band and this is a very hard question for me to answer because quite frankly funny shit happens all the time I mean I will say that um, in the UK the second download when we had the sheep and Chris Bernie takes the blow up banana and shoves it into the sheep's into the nine foot sheep's asshole and the sheep died and like never blew back up again. Like we literally just left it there. Is probably the funniest thing. Like I mean, I I was crying, like full on crying tears, and could and and just how confused he was too. Like he, I, it was just the best. I mean, that's up there. Um, and you know, I, that one gets bonus points because it happened in front of one hundred and ten thousand people. You know, <laughs> um, but uh, that's. That's pretty up there. I mean, Chris, also one time we were playing this crazy festival out in the middle of nowhere on a flatbed truck. And uh, he, we all ended up in our underwear. And we played, uh, we did one of those things where we were just so drunk, we just kept playing for like three hours. And Chris yeah. lifted his guitar over his head and just peed his pants <laughs> right there on stage. And like, you know, you, you're just such a proud friend, you know, at that time. And yeah, well, um, all the cool kids are doing it, right? What's that? All the cool kids are doing it. Yeah, they really are. Everybody who's cool is peeing their pants. Um, Chris Gibson asks if you were part of the US UK snack exchange, which I think is a thing that they do in the fan page where they send each other snacks. Okay. Um, what essential snacks would you send over to the UK? Oh, man. Um, okay. I can do this. The first thing that I wouldn't send is chocolate because y'all's chocolate is way better. I mean, even <laughs> the brand name shit that y'all have that we have here, yours is better there. <laughs> um, so I'd stay away from that. I would probably send you sugary cereals that you guys can't get there and that when you can, it's like super expensive. But man, if you've, if you've never fucked up a box of Lucky Charms, I mean, it's it might be the greatest thing of all time. Um, also, uh, oatmeal cream pie which you guys don't have there, I don't think. Um, so we have this company called Little Debbie, and they just make yeah. these things just called snack cakes. And there's one that's like a soft oatmeal cookie, and then they put like a like a sweet 
almost like like cake icing in the middle. Um, right. And then they make that. And then they have these ones called fudge rounds that it's chocolate with more chocolate in the middle. They're really fucking good. Is um, there a thing that you wake up on tour and think, fuck, I wish I could have that today? Or do you not even bother to think those thoughts anymore? I just don't really snack. I mean, like, I, I realize that that seems silly coming from... I mean, I of course I had snack, but, like, if I... I mean, usually if I'm going to... if For me to snack, like, I, it's like a handful of almonds or whatever. You know, like, I mean... I realize I probably look like somebody who just always has a bag of chips in my hand, but I don't. I don't really eat a bunch of chips. I mean, you know that. Yeah. I don't really eat. A hundred people just went, so you're saying you did all that with beer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> beer and cheese. 100%. Beer and beer and pizza and, you know, a fucking really shitty hours and, it's, a, lot it's, of de- and it, a lot of depression. Um, it was beer and uh, microwaving a slice of cheese between two slices of pizza. I didn't that invent was... that till two tours ago, Daniel. I, and it was the, and you have to admit it. It was, it looked delicious because. Oh, I'm glad you invented it. I um, fucking ate for it. Sure. It was so good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and I had forgotten about it until you just reminded me. So thanks for that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a diet. Well, I can't even uh, think about that kind of shit anymore. Um, but yeah, I I mean, uh, you know, that's that 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 I think that's a good start. That's what I would I would send over. Uh, Wendy Victoria asks, if you had a famous person tell the story of your life, who would it be? So I guess you could also take this as who would play you in the movie. Yeah, or narrate it. Mm. Um, man, I heard Rain Wilson narrating this new show on Netflix. They have this new show called We Are the Champions. Right. And so I know that So some people in the UK like the American office, some people don't, and, and vice versa. But Rain plays Dwight here. And he's one of the greatest television characters of all time. And and I'm not like this office guy. I mean, I've I've only I'm getting through the series. It'll be my first time ever. And I'm on like season nine right now. <clears throat> but um, he would be a good one. That would be a good choice. Uh, another one would be um, I'd probably you know who would be a great narrator for my life story. Eric Dillo from Jarrett Goes to the Movies. That's another weekly podcast yep. that you guys can get. <laughs> Uh, it comes out every Friday. We talk about a different movie each week and uh, let you into our lives. <laughs> this is this this is a great new bit. It's like to the answer to every question is, you know what podcast I'm going to answer that question on this week? <laughs> or just plug anything, you know? Like everything's just a plug. <laughs> That's like this one shirt we have on the store. Yeah. Right <laughs> well, I already did that during the Almost video, remember? I yep. was... <laughs> Uh, Ollie O asks, what's your most useless or bizarre talent? Which I think we've had before, but I don't remember it. So mm, Useless or bizarre talent. Well, I am pretty good at doing impressions, but I guess that's sort of useful sometimes because I can make people laugh with that. Um, useful, unique talent. Um, well, I can do one magic trick. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I pretty much use all of my facilities, you know, to fucking just be the best ever. Mm-hmm. Every, everything you do is either to make money or to <laughs> plug something that will make money. So yeah, I don't, <laughs> what do you mean useless? Hey, I don't man, know what you're talking about. What dude, are you trying to say? <laughs> again, that's the thing, right? You can't make you can't make a good living in this business doing one thing. So I do 15 things that make mm-hmm. me a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know the feeling. Um, Emily Miller asks, 
if you woke up tomorrow having switched places with one of the other guys in the band, who would you be? Oh, man. Um, this is super, super hard. Um, I can give you a reason for each of them. I, I, uh, I, it would be cool to be Chris for a bit just because he, he has this, he has his life figured out. I mean, like it, it's, he's just good, you know, like it's like, this is, I like this and this is what I'm going to do. And that's his shit, you know, um, it'd be cool to be Rob because he's young and in shape and I fucking don't remember what that feels like. Um, but that would be cool. It's just that he says the word both really weird. And so that would, I'd get on my own nerves. Um, Gary, it would be cool. Cause just being inside that mind, um, I think would be really interesting. He, uh, because he doesn't say everything like me, like I do. Like, that's the reason why we're a good team, actually, because I, I say whatever the fuck is on my mind to my detriment most of the time I've, I've said that a thousand times to people is like gary nobody realizes it but gary's actually the cool one in the band and i wish i was like him in that <laughs> i wish i didn't feel the need to say everything that pops into my head but yeah. i think what if you don't say it and somebody might have laughed yeah so you should say it yeah exactly and, yeah, and he, he just, just waits he's just like i'm gonna think things and just he's the cobra he's the cobra <laughs> he sits there he takes it all in he doesn't speak just for the sake to be speaking, but there's a lot going on in his head. Uh, but that being said, he's also the father of like young kids, and he cares about politics, and he's got a fucking, uh, uh, he's got a real job in the world where he has to deal with people, and uh, his his wife is a night nurse, which means his schedule's all fucked up, and that would fuck me up. So if I have to choose, I'm going Rob, and just I'll just get on my own nerves when I say the word both. <laughs> that makes sense um dave wiggum i didn't i didn't intentionally leave this question till last now i look like a douchebag um dave wiggum says what is your funniest tour story about daniel cotton <laughs> this is how i pasted them into the document i swear to god uh daniel and uh and i have an amazing relationship um and um i don't even know what i would do without you being on tours over there anymore but my favorite story with daniel cotton on tour is uh my wife was coming over to the united kingdom to join us on tour and daniel had um i guess I, we had stayed up a couple of nights on the tour but we really hadn't been one of us was going to bed like other each and every night or whatever like we hadn't really fucked shit up and um we decided that since we were up at four or five o'clock in the morning and we still had wine and whiskey, that we would just stay up and surprise Casey in the airport and pick her up. Well, yeah. um, I, apparently we were way drunker than we thought we were because we walked in and she just immediately goes, Oh no. <laughs> well, at, at first she was super happy that yeah. you'd got up to see her in the morning. Right. Like, I can't believe you would get out of bed at eight o'clock in the morning to come and see me. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's just like, uh, oh no, you guys, y'all need to turn around and let's go. Let's get the fuck out of here. And, get out of this airport before we get arrested. <laughs> yeah. And, but, and coach and our bus driver had gone in to get her because he's the best. And, um, basically just brought these two drunkies 
in with her and whatever. And and I just still was just like, ah, isn't this cool? I fucking stayed up to see you, whatever. But here's the deal. This was 10 o'clock in the morning. And so we had started drinking before the show the night before. Drank through the show. Stayed up the entire night and the morning. And then uh, went to get my wife out of the airport. Uh, so yeah, we had finished all the beer, all the wine, yeah. uh, all our whiskey. Uh, Coach got some fancy whiskey. We finished all of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, but there's there's a bunch more. There's a bunch more Daniel Cotton stories. We have a lot of fun out there. We do. And I can't wait to get back to it. And just uh, while I remember, and we're on the topic, thoughts out to Coach at the moment who has COVID. Oh, um, no. I did not know that. Yeah, he's doing okay, but you know it's it's kind of knocked him for six. And he said, "Everyone, please remember to be careful and yeah, don't use cash." It was his message because he's driving um, regular buses at the moment. I don't know if you knew that he's driving just regular public transit no. buses um, to you know see him through because obviously no tours is no tours for everybody. Uh, and yeah, he he's convinced that that's how he's caught it is just handling money. So. I hate that. Well, I'm glad he's doing okay, and uh, I'll send him a little note. But Coach is our bus driver when we're in the UK pretty much 90% of the time. If he's available, we have him. Um, so everybody send some good thoughts that direction yeah. if you can. And he will throw a bottle of water straight in your nuts. Like, just... Yeah. Never mind. I, I I mean, I've just seen him do it. I You know, it's... Uh... Well, it's it's... It's a lot harder to hit yours because they're real small. So, <laughs> no, I have normal sized nuts. I found that out on tour with Lacey. Remember, I got yeah, them out, and, no. they, and they were just like, "Wait, no, those are just normal sized nuts." And I'm like, "Okay, those are regular sized nuts. It's the dick that's small. The dick yeah. is, yeah. It's it yeah. could be it could be big. I mean, the shit works. I got three kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's you know. I mean, uh, it, so it worked historically. Let's historically, not. it was fine. <laughs> yeah, it, right, uh, it served its time show. in battle. Uh, okay, well, thank you everybody for listening to episode 14 of I almost called it the wrong name then, uh, the, the Bullet of Soup fan page rampage. I have too many jobs in my head right now. Um, Jared, do you have anything to plug? Follow me everywhere, J A R E T 2113. It would be awesome if you follow Bowling for Soup everywhere. I am getting back on TikTok. Um, I know I've been saying that for a bit, but uh, so but on there, I'm just Jared Reddick, and I would love to see you there. Uh, I am everywhere. Daniel Cotton from Twitter. Please go check out my Twitch, twitch.tv slash Daniel Cotton from Twitter. That is the um, 43rd job I added to my roster this during is. the lockdown. So uh, tr really trying to get that off the ground. And uh, a Hangover You Don't Deserve podcast, new episodes every single week. Uh, the new one will be out Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving, if you're in America. So if you hate your family, just fucking earphones in, go listen to my new podcast. It's perfect. Thanks, everybody. I'll, wait, I'll do one more plug um, since you did that one because that's a good one. Uh, Jarrett Goes to the Movies is streaming on Twitch now when we go live, and, and our live um, episodes are sporadic. Uh, like I said, you can get the podcast every Friday, but if you'd like to watch it live on Twitch, go follow us on Twitch. It's just Jarrett Goes to the Movies. And If uh, you hit the follow button and then hit the bell icon, then you'll get uh, push notifications on your phone when they go live. Yep, and, the, and it is a super fun hang. Um, if you're not doing anything when we're out there. Thanks, Daniel. All right. Thanks. Take care, everybody. Have a good day. It's the BFS Fan Page Rampage. The BFS Fan Page Rampage with Jared Reddick.